following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. It's that time of year where we just want to get all reflective and nostalgic and stuff. Um, last week we had church together and it was actually New Year's Day. That doesn't happen very often. I'm not like good at math, but like maybe every three or four years it comes around that way. Um, that's a joke because it's seven. But <laughs> uh, anyway, it's very rare for us, and we haven't been around long enough to really have a, a, a custom for that. But what we did, because we knew it's New Year's Day, it's going to be tough. We're not going to be that many people here between traveling and uh, other things that happen to people in the morning on New Year's Day. That it would be kind of a light thing, um, and so we decided to to do this looking back, look ahead thing, which is, uh, you know, as I said last week, I'm not typically a very um, sentimental person in my preaching, especially. But it was really fitting to me. I felt like the right time to think about where have we been in the past year, and then today we're going to think about where we're going to go in the coming year. Um, But what I did last week, if you weren't here, um, was I had this list of things that I thought were the most compelling things from the previous year, and I scrapped it and instead let the congregation share. And I'm so glad that I did because it was a beautiful time of sharing. People sharing their best memories of the past year, their most painful memories of the past year and how the church helped them rise up in those times. It was really beautiful. And in fact, we had to cut it off. There were hands up in the room when it was like, okay, we're past time now. And that's on the podcast. You can go listen to it. Um, I really would recommend it. Uh, It was a really wonderful time. But we used last week um, this verse from Deuteronomy, which was familiar to a lot of us because we just studied Deuteronomy. And... uh, it's that moment where Moses is standing before the Israelites. They're on the cusp of the promised land. They're about to enter into this new phase of their life together. It's, a, it's one of those momentous times, a hinge point in their history. And Moses stops them on their way in and says, remember. And he says, don't forget. Uh, if you were here, then you know. It's peppered throughout the book of Deuteronomy. Moses keeps on saying it over and over again in this long address right before they're about to go in. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Remember, remember, remember all the things that God has done. And so we use Deuteronomy 6.12 as a launching point to, to remember the year that had passed. Take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Now, obviously, that's not our specific story. But as God's people, it's appropriate for us to do the same kind of thing when we're about to enter into something new, to remember how has God been present with us, faithful to us, challenging us, healing us, convicting us in the past year. And it occurred to me, um, whereas last week I thought, that's a great verse to use when you're thinking back. This week I'm thinking, it's a great verse to use when you're thinking ahead. Because that's really why Moses said it. It wasn't because they want to be like um, these nostalgic people who dwell in the past for its own sake. It's because that uh, experience with God is what launches you into what comes next. And so I'm glad we did that last week and and remembered all these great experiences we had with God. And today, I want us to keep remembering where God has brought us as we think about where God might take us next as a congregation. And so the way I'm going to do that is tell you about some of the things that are coming up in the short term and then in the a little bit longer term. And my hope is that we will be able to frame all of these events and things that we are looking ahead to, not just as stuff we're doing for fun or whatever, but as ways that we can meet God in, in, and uh, fulfill the, the mission of our church and uh, live out the values of our church 
Awe, Beauty, Roots, Community, and Justice. And uh, that last one, you'll hear some special presentations from our social justice team who have incredible stuff in store for us as a congregation in the coming year. So look ahead to that, but let's talk about some of the other things first. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the very immediate things and gradually kind of accelerate and get us out a little bit farther into the year. Hopefully by the time the social justice team is ready, we'll have gotten past like February, but we'll see. Um, The first thing is happening right after this service. So like in 30 to 45 minutes, uh, probably 45 minutes by the time we can get the, the room ready to go. And this is, uh, we're having one of our listening circles in our ongoing conversation about gender, sexuality, and inclusion at Artisan Church. This is something that's very important to us that the leadership team and staff feel very passionately about, uh, but which we don't want to kind of uh, railroad the whole congregation with. So we want the congregation to be giving voice to your hopes and dreams and fears and concerns as we think about how to include LGBTQ people at Artisan. Um, while remaining faithful to Scripture and to uh, the denominational commitments we have and so forth. And so um, I would love for all of you who feel invested in an artisan church or in this particular topic to be at one of these listening circles. The first one, as I said, happens... Well, it's not the first one. We did one at the gallery a month or two ago. But the first one of these new ones is happening right after service today. We have another one on Saturday at 2 p.m., and the way this works is we'll have, we'll break, however many people are here, we'll break into small groups, and everybody gets a chance to share whatever is on their heart. And they are listening circles, not talking circles. Now, obviously, someone has to talk if anybody's going to listen. But it's not a conversation. It's not a chance to, to um, convince somebody of your view. It's not a chance to change someone who you think needs changing. None of that is what we're doing. What we're doing is uh, listening to one another. And the leadership team will be present in each of these circles and has been recording so far what the response has been in this process so that we can have a sense of where the whole congregation is at so that we know the best way to move forward with this in the coming year. I know many of you have been waiting for us to move forward with this um, for a long time, and we are sorry that it has taken so long to get us to this point, but this is, the, this is where the process has brought us. Um, this is one of those things that goes to our, our foundational value of justice and community, and um, there's so much more I could say about that, but really we want to listen for what you have to share. So right after service today, next Saturday at 2, and um, that will be the way to do that. Uh, the next thing, just a few days later, we're going to start out slow, I said. Um, on Wednesday of this week, we have the gallery. Uh, if you don't know what the gallery is, it's our quarterly all-church gathering if you want to think about our foundational values, this is we can express the value of community at this gallery. Hopefully we always do that. Uh, it's a chance for us to have a meal together, which is one of the best ways to build community. And uh, we have that in a potluck form, so you can bring whatever you can bring. Get here at 6 if you can, or shortly, as quick after that as you can get here. We talk uh, together, we eat, we start our conversation at about 6.30, and then we are always done by 8.15. And we do have childcare provided. And... Um, don't miss the gallery. It's really good. And I, I, I have two things that I'm going to hold back from this presentation this morning so that I can give them at the gallery on Wednesday. This is called a teaser. It's designed to inspire you to come to the gallery. I'm going to be very transparent about this. I have a very, very small announcement, or it's an announcement at a very small thing. It's really cool. And then I have an announcement at a very, a very big thing that's going to happen at the gallery on Wednesday. I'm not going to tell you what they are, so please come on Wednesday. Now, if you can't get here on Wednesday, you want to ask me afterwards in a quiet voice, I'll tell you. But come on Wednesday. Um, 
And then we're going to accelerate just a little bit. We're going to get up all the way to next Sunday, January 15th. Um, I promise we'll get farther into the future, but we have to do the short st- short-term stuff first. This is uh, what you handed what you were handed on your way in. Did everybody get one of these on your way in? If you didn't, please let me know because I'm going to hand you this one. I'm going to have Carlton hand it to you. Actually, anybody who doesn't have one of these, all right. I would like to ask you. I don't usually do this. It's a big pastoral ask. Can you hang this up in your house somewhere? <laughs> you can put it like on your bathroom mirror or uh, on your fridge or on your. Uh, TV, so every time you watch Netflix, you see this. Um, Next week, we are um, continuing our wonderful tradition of building relationships across racial divides that are present in the city by going to worship with a predominantly African-American congregation, Baber AME Church. They are right down the road. In good weather, it takes you three minutes. In this weather, it might take you 17 or 20, Um, but it's right down there. Uh, But the thing you have to remember is that it's at 10 a.m., what time is it at? What time is it now? Uh, after 10. If you, get here, if you get there at 11, our start time, or maybe 11.014, which is what sometimes we do at Artisan, you're going to miss out. So please get there at 10. Actually, get there at 9.40 if you can. All right. They start on time. Um, <laughs> Baber is, has been such a beautiful experience of just taking little steps toward racial reconciliation. Relationships are so important, and this is a way that we build relationships with people. Um, and so don't, don't miss this. Now, they do things a little bit differently, all right? So I want you to be aware of that going in. Number one, um, they don't allow food and drink in their sanctuary. So drink your coffee ahead of time. <laughs> we let you bring it in here, and it's always a fun joke with Baber when they come here. Uh, Reverend James C. Simmons is always like telling his, his parishioners, don't you think that you're going to bring that coffee into the sanctuary next week when we get back home? So um, don't you think that you're going to either? Out of respect for them, let's not bring coffee in there. Um, they actually don't have children's programming uh, during the sermon like we have, but they do have a big balcony. If you need to be a little bit kind of farther away with kids, that's a place you can go. It's not like you have to do that. Children are welcomed, but sometimes parents, I'm one, we're like, I really don't want anybody to be disturbed by my child, so I'm going to take him far away. If you want to do that, you can, but uh, just be aware that that's what's happening. It's sufficiently different from what we do that I think that most kids, except the tiniest ones, will actually be interested and um, be able to pay attention maybe better than they do when it's just me talking for a long time. Um, And then two more things. One is parking. Uh, I saw that our lot was full this morning, and some people had to go out and park on the street, um, I'm, I'm sorry that that's the way it works sometimes. At Baber, their lot is a similar situation. Where Definitely when we're there, the lot is going to be full. So if you are a person who, who can physically get from, the, from a side street up to the church building um, with ease, please do that, which is another reason to get there early. There's lots of on-street parking around Baber. It's a, it's a very nice part of town, just like this is. It's not a problem. Um, and just park on the street if you can and go up to the church. Now, if you need to get into the lot, that's fine. That's why we want to make space for people who need that. And then lastly, please don't go to this church and sit with a group of your white friends from Artisan. <laughs> now, not all of us at Artisan are white, obviously, but, but um, most of us are. And this is why we're doing this, to build relationships across these divides that are present in our society. So, even if you're a shy person, you might have to do the buddy system. Um, you can go together with two shy people and sit next to somebody you don't know so that you can meet them together with your friend, okay? If we're not making friends at this experience, it's really, it's, it's not going to have any kind of lasting impact. So please let's um, sit 
interspersed with, with our friends from Baber. Um, and this, this is part of the, it's just one small step in the work of racial reconciliation. We're going to advance our justice value by being there. I, I really believe that that's the case. All right. Uh, the next thing, let's see, that's January 15th. The next thing starts January 16th. <laughs> Um, and that's our Greenhouses small group ministry, and you're going to hear a little bit more about that when our social justice team comes to present their part uh, of this presentation. But just know that greenhouses are where we uh, pursue spiritual depth through the movements of scripture, prayer, and service, and we do that in a smaller group context. Um, and James Gonfito and some other folks uh, from the social justice team who are helping him this time around uh, is our leader for greenhouses, and he's done a great job with that, and I'm very excited for what's going to come with that. Uh, and you can sign up even today. I don't think I have the sign-up sheet up here like I did in the first service, but James will be around following the service. If you want to sign up with him, you can talk to him and get your details sent to your email. So, all right, now I've gotten us eight days into the future, <laughs> eight more days into 2017, up to the January 16th. We're, we're getting there. Let me uh, now try to accelerate a little bit for real and see if I can get us further into the future. But the beautiful thing about this is that I don't know everything that's going to happen in 2017, but what I do know is that God will be with us at all times. And that I, I do know that I am delighted and thrilled and feel deeply privileged to find out what God has in store for us together with all of you. Um, it is such a wonderful way for me to, to be a pastor, to have you kind of walking this road together um, with our church. Um, so one of the things that happens a little bit further off, we're going to do it after Easter is we'll do another uh, session of our studio gatherings, which we did for the first time in the fall. It's a midweek spiritual formation gathering that's, that meets here, and it's larger group than a greenhouse group, but it's smaller than, than this, and the format is very different from, from our Sunday worship. And we do scripture, prayer, and service. Those are the three movements of spiritual formation that we are seeking to engage in all throughout this ministry year, which runs from um, July through this summer, just June. Uh, deep waters, that's the theme that we are um, trying to press into each, each time we do something new at Artisan. So studio will happen again after Easter, and um, this is a way of deepening our faith and of living out the calling that God has placed on us, of understanding Scripture better, of finding new practices of prayer, and finding new ways to engage in service in our community. So the studio will be coming up again. Many of you were at part of the fall session and loved it, and I'd encourage lots of you to try it for the first time when it starts in um, so it'd be April after Easter. Uh, let's see. Other things real quick. We have a, a Journey Together membership workshop that's coming up on April 8th. We just did one yesterday, and uh, there was a dozen or more people at that one. And it was such a thrill for me to um, meet and talk to in more depth so many newer folks at Artisan and some folks who've been around forever but haven't been able to get to the Journey Together class yet. Um, so a lot of you are asking already about when the next one is happening. I just want you to put it on your calendars. It's, Janu or, excuse me, it's April 8th. Um, speaking of things you can put on your calendar, we have galleries every quarter. Did I mention that they're quarterly all-church gatherings? Um, you can put those on your calendar as well. We have March 29th and June 14th. If those are not already on your calendar, just jot them down so you have them ahead of time. By the way, if you ever want to know what these long-range things are, we do publish them on our website. You might not know, but if you go to artisanchurch.com and click on events, you get all the upcoming stuff in the main part of that page, but then along the sidebar on the left, you have uh, save the date stuff. So uh, these gallery dates have been published for a long time. Um, the date of the all-church retreat has been published for a long time. That's coming up, and we will, I promise you, fuller details on that starting 
Well, we'll be back here in two weeks. Starting in two weeks, I'll give you full details on cost and um, details and so forth, child care, all that stuff. But for now, write down the dates, February 17th through 19th. How many were at the... Um, yes, question. You're, there you go. I didn't even know you could do that. I published that stuff on Facebook, but Facebook events, our Facebook page has a subscribe button. How fancy is that? Now I've got to make sure I put everything on Facebook and I don't miss anything. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Rita. Um, so the retreat, how many were at the fall retreat we did at Mission Meadows last year? It was a really fun time, foliage, warm, sunny, all that stuff. Not going to be that way this time. Well, it'll be fun, but no foliage and no sunny and no warm, except when you're in the hot tub, right? Come on. So uh, don't miss that. Our denominational campground a couple hours west of here in Duetville. Talk about building community. That was a wonderful way to build community. So we're going to uh, spend some intense time together um, it's going to be great. So that's February 17th through 19th. Get that on your calendar as well. Um, so I, I kind of got out of order there. I was talking about the galleries, March 29th and June 14th. The June 14th one is especially important if you are a member of our church because it is our annual meeting. It's the one at which we do kind of the business meeting stuff. Now, it's still fun. We still have a good time together, but there's a little bit more formalized stuff. I think we even use Robert's rules of order for a few minutes in that one. But we do things like uh, vote uh, to approve our new no uh, leadership team nominee or nominees, and we vote on our budget, which, as I said, the, the ministry year starts in July, so we, in June we need to vote on a new budget. And uh, speaking of budget, by the way, uh, I'm happy to report that halfway through our budget year this year, as of the end of December, we are above our budgeted giving by about $8,500 as a church. Now, if you're new to us, you're like, well, I don't know, why would I care about that? If you're here for a long time or even were here last year, you know that last year was kind of a challenging year for us financially. We, we did not meet the goals that we had set. So it's very encouraging to see that we're exceeding the goals that we set this year so far. And I'm so deeply thankful to all of you for your generosity and your participation in the ministry here at Artisan Church. Um, it's not like I, I get a new car when that happens or um, fancy stuff in my office. That is really designed for us to put back into ministry and to be able to do new things that we uh, can't do unless we have that funding. So I'm grateful to all of you for, for your participation in our ministry in that way and excited for how God will lead us to use that blessing in the coming year. Um, now, by the way, December is a spike month if you want to get into church budget nonsense. Like sometimes people give year-end gifts and all that stuff. So, you know, keep working at it. But um, it's been an encouraging year for us so far, and I'm really grateful to, to you and your participation for that. So... Um, there's lots more to say about the year ahead, but what I want to do before we stop is make sure that we hear specifically from the social justice team. And so would our social justice team volunteers please come up, and they're going to share some of the specific details about what we're doing to advance that of our five foundational values, that one of them. And uh, I'm excited for the fact that this means that there will be new ways for all of you to get involved, new ways for you to share what you're already doing in this value, so Carrie and Autumn are here. Thanks for being here, and I will turn it over to you now. Thank you, Scott. Um, so Autumn and I are here as representatives of the social justice team here at Artisan. Uh, just to give you a little background of the social justice team, we are not an elite group of experts. Uh, we are members of the community with a passion for living out the Artisan value of justice. Um, so... 
to avoid tripping over my words, I'm going to use the notes I have prepared. Um, so if you are new to Artisan or need a refresher on the value specifically, uh, we are captivated by the heart of God for hurting people and a suffering creation, seeking to bring compassion to those needs and a just end to their underlying causes. Um, and as the justice team of Artisan, we aren't trying to do that by starting from the foundation and starting from square one. We're looking into the community to see who's already doing justice work, who's doing it well, and who we can partner with to help support their missions. Um, so we are looking to connect those of you who have an interest in working towards justice with causes that are near and dear to your particular hearts. Um, we are seeking to connect organizations that need money, time, volunteers, people power um, to their causes. Uh, we also want to create a time where we can come together and reflect on our service so we can grow together in the spirit of service. Uh, so we have monthly meetings that are open to everyone, and we are definitely looking for people to come join us in those meetings. Um, and we also uh, help provide material assistance, so funding and money. So Scott talked about your donations and your giving to the church. Part of that goes to a justice budget line. So as a group, we try to help move that money to people who are using it and can use it well. So if you would like to be part of that process and have some say in how our funding gets used for justice, please come join us. Um, I'll talk a little bit about some of the organizations that we have formal partnerships with at this time. Uh, so many of you have probably heard about RAIN, the Rochester Area Interfaith Hospitality Network that um, works to serve families experiencing housing and homelessness uh, crises. Uh, we are also working with NEED, Northeast Area Development, who does um, economic and educational justice work in the northeast area of the city. Um, and the third, Sojourner House, thank you, our supper program. Um, so bringing a group from Artisan to the Sojourner House, uh, which houses women and their children who are also experiencing homelessness um, and brings them together in a process that they get to cook and share our meals together. Uh, so those are some of our current former, formal uh, partnerships that we're working on. We are absolutely interested in broadening our scope of our partnerships and our relationships in the community. Um, so Autumn's going to talk a little bit about how we hope to do that in the setting of the greenhouses. Uh, so Scott and Carrie both have talked a little bit about what the greenhouses will look like. Um, as in the past, uh, they've incorporated both uh, studying of scripture, um, of course, community, doing so in a, in a small group community, and then um, prayer. And what we want to emphasize in these greenhouses is that um, this type of uh, spiritual practice uh, really is um, inextricably linked to service, um, that those two things um, uh, really can't be separated from each other. And so um, the social justice team has partnered with um, the greenhouse leadership to help support um, each greenhouse group in 
um, discerning through prayer and discussion of what you might do as a team in your time together. Um, we'll have some budgeting for you, and we'll have ideas both with, uh, as Carrie mentioned, our formal relationships. We've sort of we've done a lot of um, we've had these partnerships for um, many years. So there's a lot of trust built in these relationships, and they have a lot that, for us that we could do. And so it's really a matter of coming up with um, ideas that you want to do in your group. And we as a, a, the social justice team want to help um, just act as a partner, as a consultant, if you feel like your group needs it. We've compiled a list of the organizations that we've worked with and various ideas that you could do within it. But of course, we're um, really emphasizing that through prayer and discussion that you'll um, come up with um, ideas. And um, the leaders for the greenhouses have also um, uh, been given um, some ideas. But we trust that you may or you may already in your work or in um, your volunteer life be doing justice work. And what we're hoping really is that we can build this into the narrative of artisan as a community so that together we're serving our city, serving our community, serving our world as a church community. Um, so that's really the purpose of living out our value of justice um, and doing so in the greenhouses. So there will be um, a structured curriculum around it where um, you're um, preparing through prayer and discernment that there will be action and again that can look however your group decides that it will look. Um, there's no failure um, around this at all. But often people do say, you know, my heart's really broken for this, but I don't know exactly what to do. And so this is meant to provide some structure around that. And then there'll be reflection upon that and then ultimately celebration. And um, we hope that these are really um, seed planting so that we can um, foster different ways that we're ministering to our communities together. Um, if you'd like any more information about the justice team in general, you can email socialjustice at artisanchurch.com, or you can also come join us at any of our meetings, uh, first Tuesdays of the month at 6.30 to 8 here at Artisan. Um, there's no commitment. You can come to one meeting and decide it's not for you. We won't pester you with emails for ever after that. So please come join us or... Um, let us know how we can help uh, support the causes that you're already involved with as well. Thank you so much. Um, it's really heartening for me to see uh, lay people at Artisan taking such great leadership in ex the expression of our foundational values. Um, I, I said earlier that it, it's sort of occurred to me that this is, this is not about me having this I, this vision and dragging a congregation of people along as this this key leader or something. As a matter of fact, as often as not, it's the other way around. It's the it's the congregation of artisan church that reminds me and calls me back to our, our our foundational values. And the justice team has done such an incredible job um, over the past couple of years, especially moving us forward with that. And this, to me, is the is such a great next step because it makes the whole thing more accessible to everybody and it involves and kind of leverages all of the, the passions and dreams that you already have. I know you do. And so thank you, Autumn and Carrie and um, Melody and Tracy were here earlier. Uh, Ellen is on the team. There's lots of uh, folks who are on the team and uh, as they said, you can be part of it too. It's the, 
is it this, you say the second Tuesday? The first Tuesday at 6.30, right here. All right. Thank you so much. Um, well, next week we are at Baber, and the following week we'll be kind of back to our normal rhythm. But it's been good to spend this time reflecting with you and, and dreaming about the future. Um, we are going to walk this road together, and it's such a great joy to be in community with each of you, and I'm grateful for each of you and your part here. Um, so I'm going to invite you now to come to the communion table. This is the table not of the church but of the Lord. I love that phrase because it reminds me that He welcomes each one of you, and I couldn't prevent you from getting to, to Jesus if I wanted to, not that I do. Um, it's He who offers His own body and blood. And so as we continue to worship in song, we have a couple songs we'll sing together. Um, you can get your kids and have them take communion with you if, you if you would like, or go get them right after you're done. But all are welcome to the table of the Lord. Come and receive. There's bread representing his broken body, and both wine and juice in the cups representing his shed blood. Take the bread, dip it in one of the cups, and receive it all at once. My prayer is that it would be for you the body and blood of our Savior, that it would be for you spiritual food for your hungry soul, and that it would be an act of community with each other and with all Christians who have practiced this sacrament around the world and throughout history of the church. Our table is open. Will you come? Amen. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.